Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we're going to be recapping the 2019 movie, The Hustle, starring Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Yes. Is this a movie about an MLM? You know what? It's not, but it could be. <laughs> and this movie is not to be confused with the 2019 movie, Hustlers. Oh, right, right. Which we did a, a recap of. This movie is similar in the fact that it's about women conning men out of money. Yes, we love. <laughs> yes, you know what? We're we're feeling it. I love it. You know, that's we're just trying to even it out. You know, everybody needs a little oppression for for growth, you know, a little challenge. You know what? Men have conned women into working full time and still being housewives. Um, so you, I feel like this is even. This right. is status quo. So. Right. We are even. So Anne Hathaway, who, by the way, my goodness gracious, she is fantastic. Listen, I love Anne Hathaway. Kind of the confidence that she's been able to bottle up. She hasn't aged. She looks the exact same as she did in Princess Diaries. Like it's... Animal sacrifices. What kind of animals, though? I might be into it. I might be open to the possibility. What kind of animals would you be okay with sacrificing for you to look young? Listen, you know what I would sacrifice? Stingrays for my boy Steve. Stingrays, it's fucking on sight for you, bros. It's on sight. <laughs> and they're like, come at me. They're actually very sweet creatures. I've petted many stingrays. I don't pet the stingrays at the aquarium on principle. Do you, you're like, you're not, you don't get love. <laughs> Fuck you. And it's funny because people are like, Steve wouldn't want this. You know what? I'm not Steve. <laughs> all right. I'm not Steve. Steve was an honorable man. He would want you to love all animals, but we are petty bitches and we're going to hate stingrays forever. I can't help how I feel. And it's on site for stingrays. Yeah. So this movie is about female con artists. Anne Hathaway plays a very sophisticated con artist by the name of Josephine, who is, what, French? Josephine is French, but her accent is, like, weird English. She does many accents throughout the movie because she's pretending to be many different people. The con she's playing when the movie first starts is she's at a casino, and there's this rich Dutch man who is out of credit at the casino and he's trying to go back to gamble. And so he puts his wife's bracelet on Josephine and he's just like $500,000. And she's like, do I have enough here in these chips? It really made me think about how women have so many cards to play because yes. a man will totally believe that a beautiful woman is ditzy and airheaded and can be mm -hmm. manipulated. Whenever you see someone as below you intellectually, you are at risk of that person manipulating you. And that's exactly what she does. She ends up leaving with all of her chips and the half mill bracelet. We, so while we have Josephine, who's this very classy con artist doing half million dollar jobs on a Tuesday, we have Rebel Wilson, who is a different kind of con artist. Rebel Wilson is playing a character named Penny. Yeah. Rebel Wilson is essentially doing her cons off of catfishing men. So what she'll do is she will sit there and talk to these men through dating apps like Hinge or Bumble or whatever. And then finally she's meeting up with them. And when she shows up, 
she's obviously not what she looks like in her pictures. And she's like, oh, no, that's my friend or that's my sister. And she needs money for a boob job. Well, the men fall in love with with this like big breasted blonde woman in the picture. And then they hear that the woman in the picture does exist. She just needs money for a boob job. And I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like there was two different movies playing simultaneously here. Yes. Anne Hathaway's character, Josephine, was in a very sophisticated con artist movie. Mm-hmm. And then Rebel Wilson's character Penny was like in a slapstick comedy where like men are dumber than usual and like yeah, like really well, silly. Josephine is being elegantly escorted out of a hotel, whereas Penny is being chased out of the back door of a bar and then pretending to be a garbage bag. <laughs> it's different levels, you know. Different. They are levels. not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow these two women end up on the same train to France. Josephine is headed back home because she's from this little town in France. It's like a tourist town, I guess. Like a French Riviera town. Josephine is looking super elegant, just sitting in the train, Mm -hmm. drinking her wine. And she sees this very clumsy American woman, Penny, trying to con a guy on the train into giving her money um, for her sister who's being trafficked or something like that. She just came up with like a really weird story. Then she's also like, I haven't eaten in days. And so the guy's like, oh, let's get you something to eat. Mm -hmm. And Penny's just like, I'll have the steak, the fries, the onion rings, four pieces of cake yeah (laughs) and then penny tells the train attendant the flickering lights and coach are affecting her epilepsy so he moves her to josephine's cabin which is first class which is first class it's really interesting kind of seeing these movies about con artists because the truth is that con artists almost always go after like very easy prey and the very yes. easy prey are always people who don't have much. I feel like it's because people with more are better protected. Mm-hmm. You know, like a really rich dude is not going to be as easy as a mark. He has like advisors. If he's like, I need three million dollars, they're going to be like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. What? I haven't been laundering your money for the past 10 years for you to just hand over $3 million to this woman you just met. Listen, our money. (laughs) When Penny goes into the train car with Josephine, Josephine already knows that Penny is also a con artist, but she kind of looks down on her. She's like, oh, she's like this low class, you know, this classless con artist. And Penny even admits to it when Josephine tries to make conversation. Penny's like, look, my my sister really isn't being trafficked. Okay, I'm a con artist. Can we stop with the small talk? And Josephine's like, what? A con artist? I never heard of such thing. (laughs) What? She's like, you know, the town you're going to is actually a lesbian community. And Penny's like, you know what? I could probably work a woman. Josephine obviously doesn't want competition. You know, she's like, she's trying to convince Penny to go to a different town. You know, and at first I was kind of concerned because I'm like, listen, their marks are not the same. They should both be able to work in the same area. Josephine doesn't feel threatened by Penny. She's just more like annoyed. She's like, I don't need drama while I'm doing these big cons. Yeah, she's like, listen, this girl's sloppy as fuck. Josephine underestimated Penny because Penny comes rolling into town in an expensive car alongside a very rich man who just happened to be 
Josephine's next target. Penny is crying to this gentleman in the front seat of his car, and he's just handing her like handfuls of large bills. Yeah. Josephine obviously cannot have that. So Josephine has her accomplice pretend to be a private investigator and then goes to this gentleman and is like, hey, that woman you just gave money to, she's a con artist. Mm -hmm. Do you want to press charges? And so the man does, and Penny gets arrested. Penny is in this French jail. The inspector who's there, the detective, is also one of Josephine's employees. Right. Who is a real-life cop. Right. And then Penny remembers. She's like, oh, I um, I know a woman who lives here. You know, you should call her. She'll come help me. So she calls Josephine. And Josephine sweeps in looking like a member of the DAR. Like, darling. What's the DAR? The Daughters of the American Revolution. <laughs> um, did you watch Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Emily, uh-huh. the grandmother, was okay. a member of the DAR. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, Josephine comes in and she asks Penny, hey, I might be able to get you out of this. How much money do you have? And Penny's like, uh, I don't know, like 8000 And she's like, great, that should be enough to get you out of the country. And so essentially, Josephine is scamming Penny out of eight grand and getting rid of her problem all in one fail swoop. Yeah, so Penny's released from jail. Josephine escorts her to the airport and is like, good luck to you. You know, it's probably best that you never come back here again. Josephine thinks that this took care of the problem. However, Penny is here for the tea. She's here for the drama. She's here for the complications. Yes. And what happens is the guy who Josephine scammed at the very beginning of the movie, he sees Penny and Josephine together. So he thinks they're working together. And he confronts Penny and was like, where's my bracelet? She's Mm -hmm. like, what? And then he tells her about Josephine and how she's a con artist. Right. Because this whole time, Penny didn't realize that Josephine was also a con artist. So that's the point where Penny realizes like, oh, she tried to play me. So Penny goes back to Josephine and is basically like, hey, you're not going to get rid of me. I'm going to cause a ruckus. I'm going to Did I just say ruckus? Am I 85 years old? You did. I am 85 years old, right? You are. Yes. Hey, um, editor, who is me? Can you cut that out? No, I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave it in. Damn it. (laughs) Penny basically says like, hey, I'm going to be a pain in your ass. I have nothing else to do. This is my this is my hobby, my life, my job, everything. Penny shows up at Josephine's house and is like, yeah, you got a new roomie, bitch. (laughs) Um, I can either call Interpol and -hmm. tell them what you've been doing or you can teach me your ways. Josephine is is resisting at first. I mean, you could just tell Mm -hmm. she just she's too sophisticated for this. By the way, Josephine lives in a giant freaking mansion. Like it's this huge, gorgeous house that's obviously a multi-million dollar property on the French Riviera. Absolutely. Josephine kind of thinks about it and then she is like, you know what, fine. Josephine convenes with her accomplice slash assistant slash police officer friend. She says, you know what? This girl might be perfect for my Lord of the Rings con that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Yes. My ears perked up. I was like, Lord of the Rings, what? I love Lord of the Rings. Like, listen, is Legolas going to be there? If Legolas is going to be there, I am, Yo. I am all in. Like, you know what? Orlando Bloom with pointy ears and a blonde wig just really hit preteen me pretty hard. Same, 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 same. <laughs> right. So obviously, Josephine doesn't do anything that doesn't benefit her. So she's training Penny, but it's really for her benefit so that she could use use Penny in her scams. 
Yeah. So they put her in heels. They put her in a dress. They teach her how to walk, how to talk. It's kind of like a pretty woman moment. It is. Only for con artists. But there's some weird things in there that I don't understand the practical applications of. Like they're teaching her how to throw a knife at a target. When do you need to know how to do that in any capacity? When you're running from people. Well, even if you're like trying to murder someone, I feel like the least effective way is to fling a knife at them. Do you not have throwing daggers? No, Courtney, I do not have throwing daggers. I do. Oh, Jesus. Are you a con artist? No, but when COVID happened and I'm like, oh, is this the end? Is this when our civilization crashes? <laughs> I was like, I need weapons that don't need ammo. Right. As long as you can go get your knife, you can keep throwing them. You run out of bullets and a gun. Yeah, but you run out of the knife when you throw it at something you're running away from because you're not going to go back and like pull it out of the zombie. And like, if I throw a uh, knife I mean, at a zombie, it's gone. I'm not getting that knife back. No, I'm getting that knife back. Okay. Well, if you throw correctly, the zombie's gone. You don't know how zombies work. <laughs> I've never seen a zombie get killed by a throwing knife. If you hit them in the head. Mm, yeah, maybe. You know what? I think I'd need to do more research, but I think that a throwing dagger to the head would take a zombie out. I think before we make any definitive statements, because, you know, being accurate on this podcast and giving factual information. It's is, important to us. It's so important to us. So we don't want to mislead people with the wrong information on how to kill zombies. So let's put a pin in that. We will research and we will we will. Get back to you. Josephine's just trying to get Penny prepared for anything. It is kind of like a little montage, you know? Which we love. Yeah, we love a montage. And these kind of montages are actually so fun to watch when you have a trainee who's really sucks in the beginning and then mm -hmm. inexplicably they're getting better, which is kind of like not how it works. And like 48 hours. Yeah, like 48 hours. She's a master knife thrower, but they also give her a makeover. Yeah, so, you know, they give her a little haircut. They curl her hair a little. They put some makeup on her, which she only wears in like one scene. She like doesn't wear it for the rest mm -hmm. of the movie. She goes right back to her old ways. I know. I was just thinking that they gave her a makeover and then she completely just goes back which would be me you know I'm like hey listen this is really nice but it's too much to keep up you know Josephine says okay Penny is finally ready for the Lord of the Rings con can can you give us a rundown of what this con entails because it is it is elaborate so you have Josephine this very elegant can't really place where she's from sort of exotic mm -hmm. type woman she finds a man a single man extremely rich we're talking like oil tycoon from right. Texas rich, you know, like czar rich. Not Prince Harry rich. That's not rich enough for Josephine. Yes. Anyways, so she finds these men. OK, she seduces them until they propose to her. After she has spent an undetermined amount of time, like getting these men to fall head over heels with her. She then drops a bomb on them right after they propose, like right after they put the ring on the finger. She's like, can my sister come live with us? And the guy is like, absolutely, because they're assuming that the sister is just as you yes. know beautiful and luxurious as she is. Josephine takes them to meet Penny. And Penny is a psychopath. 
I give her a five out of five for presentation because Josephine could have just said, hey, come meet my sister and gone to the next room and introduced them to her sister. But no, Mm -hmm. she's painting a picture without words, okay? She is leading these men to a secret underground dungeon down these kind of like isolated corridors. And the men you could see in their faces, they're like, what is happening, right? But this is the woman (laughs) they love. So they are like following her. Yeah. And then it comes to like, this glass compartment. It's like a glass prison. Mm-hmm. Josephine pulls this lever and it starts this song, kind of like the song from Shrek, where it's just like, doo-wop is, doo-wop is the perfect <laughs> place. Anyways, and plays this song, which is like beckoning mm-hmm. Penny, who looks just out of control. She has like this long hair. She's wearing a princess dress. Yeah. Penny is laying it on thick, okay? Penny is pretending to be the craziest of crazy. Which, you know, when you think about it, it was really genius for Josephine to see this potential in Penny because Penny is not subtle, right? Like, Josephine can be a subtle character, but Penny needed an over-the-top crazy character. And I figured out why it's called the Lord of the Rings scam. Why? Because Penny acts like Gollum and scares away the men, Josephine gets to keep the ring. Josephine starts collecting these giant engagement rings because each man runs away. And I mean, as far as they're concerned, they dodged a bullet. Like those men are like, you know what? Keep the ring. I made a huge error in proposing to you. Yes. So the first man, they do this like three times. The first man runs away when Josephine is like, after we consummate our marriage, the younger sister gets to either also consummate the marriage with you or challenge you to a duel. Which I don't think the guy wanted either one. <laughs> the second guy, they're sitting at dinner and Penny is just going off. Penny is like having a fit. Mm-hmm. And then the third man, Penny's outside Josephine's house while Josephine and her new fiance are sitting there. Penny's shooting at the butler as he runs across the yard <laughs> and yeah. she, quote, hits him. And then... Josephine just laughs and she's like, isn't that a funny turn of events? Yeah. So once Josephine gets proposed to, she gets to unleash her crazy via both her fake sister and herself. Like she shows that she's crazy. And I was thinking like, this is a very elaborate scam. And I would imagine it would take months, right? Because think about it. Okay, I get it. She's gorgeous and she's elegant and she lives in this mansion. So you would You would think that these men don't see her as a gold digger, but how long do you think it takes for a single millionaire, billionaire to propose to someone? Like, I feel like they want to be bachelors. This movie leads me to believe that it's happening like within like 30 days. Like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And what's crazy to me too, is that Josephine is not sleeping with these men. No. So what is she doing, girl? I don't know. Like that coochie power is strong if you don't even have to use it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the force is strong with this one. And Josephine is popping that pussy in some magic ways. It's <laughs> in non-traditional ways. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like that Bill Clinton thing where it's like defined sex, you know, because she says she doesn't sleep with them. But it's like she's doing something like the rocks that she's getting are so huge that I don't see these men that can get any woman they want. They could they could be banging like Instagram influencers, like 30 at a time. Is she giving like oral favors? (laughs) You know, what that mouth do, girl? What that mouth do, girl? What them toes do, girl? (laughs) 
got some nice elbows. Um, Penny and Josephine execute the scam like three times. Josephine pays out her butler and her associate, the cop. Penny goes, what what about me? Um, I didn't get a cut. Right. And she had the biggest part in the whole thing, you know, like all the butler had to do was pretend to get shot like anyone can do that. But yeah, so Josephine tells Penny that she's investing in her and that Penny needs to continue to show her worth and that, you know, when the investment pays out enough that she will pay Penny and Penny's like, you know what, I I can't believe I've been doing this for nothing. Like I'm out of here. So it causes this big fight and Penny storms off, which little did she know was part of Josephine's con. So Josephine doesn't need to pay her. Yeah. And Josephine's like, oh, this is fantastic. I can get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Josephine gets all pretty. The next day she goes into a new ho. She goes into the hotel. Time to find a new mark. She is pretending to be injured and crying to get the attention of this older gentleman that's there in the lobby. He approaches her and he's like, ma'am, are you okay? And then she hears Penny. Penny's loud ass. Yeah, Penny is about as subtle as a flying brick and she crashes through the room and pretends to be having a heart attack and collapses. So essentially, Penny is still there and she's still interfering with Josephine's cons. And Josephine is like, you know what? This is enough. There is not enough room here for the both of us. So she figures like, okay, we're going to do a bet. And whoever loses has to leave. And so essentially they're like, okay, we're going to pick a mark. And the first one to get $500,000 from that mark, they win the territory, you know? Right. And the other person has to leave. Have you come across con artists before? I mean, this lady in New Orleans did con me into spending $30 on lunch for her. I didn't really want to. And she was like, listen, I'm not leaving until you buy me lunch. What and I was like, okay. Hell? Okay, that's not a con, Courtney. That's you being a pussy. <laughs> that's no. called, Courtney, that's literally called someone bullying you out of your lunch money. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> she was so, like, old and frail and nice at first. You know what? I wouldn't mind buying someone food, but um, I came across a lot of small town con artists in Norfolk actually that they would come up to you with like the sob story like my car is like some really over the top story and they would ask you for a small favor like to use your phone and then when you would Uh try the number back that they that they dialed it would be like a cable number why why did they want to use your phone because they they reel you in with small favors so they're not just going to come up to you and ask you for money they're going to come up to you and be like hey i left my phone and i need to call my ride can i make a phone call real quick you know they're just asking you to use your phone so then they call and they have a fake conversation and then they're like oh my god i'm gonna have to catch a cab i don't have any cash on me and then they're like hey can i borrow 30 dollars?" you know what i mean or can you give me a ride like that sort of thing anyway Ugh, no, I cannot give you a ride. I'm not about to get murdered today. Courtney, you w- you walked a creepy old lady to get some churros or whatever. We walked across the street to where like Central Bakery, like Central whatever is, where they sell like the original muffalata. They had a big sign on the door that says uh, muffalata sold out until Monday at 10 a.m. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just like, you know, the muffalata sold out. And I'm like, did you want to go to this place they have muffalata she goes no they don't make it right and then she's like well she's like i didn't want chicken but let's go get some chicken so we went into willie's chicken oh my god 
Then this other guy came up to me and he was like, he gave me the same sob story. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, I don't have any more money. I'm broke. I bought Miss Dorothy food earlier. And he's like, fuck Miss Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) Penny and Josephine are, you know, they're still in Josephine's town. And apparently this is like a a tourist location. There's a very expensive Mm -hmm. hotel, which I think is how Josephine gets a lot of her clients. And uh, it's kind of weird to me that... No one knows her reputation in that town. Oh, no. They do. Okay. She just tips well. She pays them off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because the hotel people, they know her and they know that she goes by different names. So they just kind of go along with whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Josephine and Penny are like, fine, we're going to pick a mark. Behind them, as they're arguing, you can see this dude trying to set up like a little lounger at the pool. He trips over a waiter and he falls in the pool. Penny goes, how about him? This guy looks like he's fresh out of college, very meek looking white boy. And he is played by Alex Sharp. He's giving Zuckerberg vibes, which is exactly what they were going for because he is a, a tech millionaire, supposedly, because he invented a very popular app. The app he invented is called Ubird. It's like Snapchat. It sends terrible, like raunchy insults to your friends, and then it's gone in 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Why do you need a special app for that? You could just message, like text them. I could text all my friends insults right now. (laughs) She saves all her best insults and weird shit for me, though. I do. The con begins. Yes. At the hotel casino. This gentleman, his name is Thomas. He is at the roulette table. You have Josephine, who walks in with her hair all done, wearing black Looking like a little seductress, Mm -hmm. she saunters in, she has a seat next to him, and then she proceeds to ignore him. She's acting really coy and shy, and when he places down his bet, he puts all his chips down on one number, she looks over at him, and then she puts all her chips on top of his. And I could tell that the Mm -hmm. con is, if they lose, she can kind of guilt him, like, you made me lose all my money. And if they win, she could be like, let's celebrate with a drink. Right. Well, she is thwarted by Penny, who comes in with a cane, making a big scene. (laughs) She's making such a big scene because she's whacking people with her cane because she's pretending to be blind and she's yelling out, blind woman coming through. And instead of using her cane on the floor, she has it floating in the air, just like bopping people in the head out of the way. Like clear the way. She comes up to the roulette table. She's like, is there an open seat at this table? The dealer says no. Penny's like, well, maybe if this person, and she's like whacking Josephine's chair. She's like, if this person moved over, we could get another chair in here. Right. And obviously she knows what she's doing. And Josephine is so annoyed. Thomas, who's like, oh, my goodness. Yes, of course. He goes and gets another chair and he's like, my Nana was blind. Penny knew because Penny researched him. And so Penny is milking this whole blindness and she's uh-huh. asking Thomas like, oh, could you could you put down a bet for me? Put all these chips you choose. You know, you do it. Yes. And she loses all of her chips. 
And then she starts to panic. Like she's faking panic. And she's like, oh my God, that was my last chance. Yeah. She tries to leave the room and she's like mowing people down with her cane. She just runs out. Yeah. In a panic. And so obviously this Thomas guy, who by the way, looks like such a sweet guy. He has a very kind face. He has like a baby face a little bit. Yeah. He definitely has a baby face. Thomas runs after Penny. He catches up with her and he's like, what did you mean when you said it was your last chance? Thomas is a very easy mark because he is so sweet and he's so curious and he's asking Penny about her blindness and she tells him like, oh, it's like hysterical blindness. He's like hysterical blindness. She's like, yeah, it's all in my head. There's like one doctor that specializes in it and, you know, he could cure me, but I just can't afford him. And he's like, well, how much do you need? And she's like 500,000. Yeah, exactly. To the to the T. You could tell. I mean, he's just like, wow, that's that's a lot of money. And she's just like, it could be my last chance to see again. But he takes her like to his hotel room. Yeah. He's like, what did you say that doctor's name was? And so he's like typing it in. She's like, what What are you doing? Right. She didn't expect him to like research anything. Which, like, side note, how much harder has con artists' lives gotten since the invention of the internet? Although the Tinder swindler did just fine. You know what? I need to watch that. I haven't watched it. Well, the thing is, right, that now people have more access to, like, fact check stuff. But the other side of that sword is that it's harder to tell what information is authentic. And so someone can create profiles, websites, like, entire fake businesses that look legit like it doesn't cost much money to get real looking stuff in penny's case she i didn't think that she would have to do that like i don't think she thought that far ahead absolutely not so as he's googling this she's kind of panicked and he's like oh wait a minute he's like i just i just found him and you won't believe it you won't believe where this doctor is The doctor is in the same casino they're in. Thomas can't find any pictures of this doctor. He just saw on the social media site that the doctor is there somewhere. So Thomas runs down and I don't know how he decides that like this random old white man must be the doctor. Misogyny. Misogyny. So he runs up to this man and he's like, are your doctor Schiffen? burger whatever it is Scharfenberger yeah Scharfenberger and he starts telling him the story of Penny like I need you to help my friend and lo and behold Josephine is sitting right across from them and she lowers the newspaper she's reading very dramatically and she's like I am Dr. Scharfenberger yeah <laughs> like I'm I'm so sorry I'm on vacation so mm-hmm. can't help you and Thomas is just like begging her yeah she tries to act completely uninterested i mean you know what to be honest like are you ever on vacation if you're a doctor and someone needs life saving stuff like you're not on vacation ever it's like everyone is your kid yeah everyone's boo-boo is your responsibility when you're a doctor yes doesn't that doesn't that suck like someone falls and sprains their ankle you can't just be like oh man that sucks anyway our movie starts in five minutes no you have to go over there and help them i think that's where it's good to be like a dermatologist i know like (laughs) like you hear a bone snap and you're like not my field yeah it's just like are there any doctors on board and it's just like me. And they're like, he's having a heart attack. You're like, ooh. Ooh, but does he have any suspicious pimples? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a podiatrist. I don't think they really ask the specialty when they're like, is there a doctor on? It would be like a gynecologist. And he's like, where's this man's vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you putting your hand in my vagina when I'm choking? <laughs> 
It's the only hole I know. Thomas is like badgering Josephine, who's playing Dr. Scharfenberg, to come and do this evaluation. And she's like, I would do an initial evaluation and that's it. Josephine goes up to the hotel room. She's doing this amazing German accent. Such a great bit. She prefaces her evaluation by telling Thomas like, hey, I'm a very unorthodox doctor, so don't be alarmed by my examination. What she does is at first she tries to snap the cane in half. And then she pretends like she's going to hit Penny in the face with the cane. And Penny is doing an amazing job playing a blind person. She does not flinch. Like that cane comes within a quarter inch of her face and she doesn't Mm -hmm. flinch. Obviously, Josephine thinks that this is going to be really easy because if it's hysterical blindness and she could trick Penny into slipping up, then she could just claim like, oh, I healed her. Give me the $500,000 and she'll win. She's like, "Okay, now I'm going to give you a snack. And you have to guess what the snack is. Dr. Scharfenberger, Josephine, takes a French fry, goes over and like dips it in the toilet. Everyone can see it, by the way, because the bathroom has a glass wall. So Thomas sees her and you could hear the squeaking noise of her dragging the French fry against the porcelain of the toilet tub. There's no way for $500,000, there's no way I would eat a freaking fry that was scrubbed in a toilet. For 500 grand, I think I might. You think you would? I wouldn't. Because that money's going to be gone in the blink of an eye and you will never get rid of that disgusting feeling of what you did for money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you just swallow the whiskey and then it burns all of the stuff away, a round of antibiotics. I don't think whiskey can burn shame. I think you can get rid of the germs, but I think the shame will remain. No, I think that the whiskey can definitely burn away the shame. Courtney, if that was the case, alcoholism wouldn't be a thing. No, I I think I could live with that. All right. Well, you heard it here first. If anyone has some weird kink and lots and lots of money, uh, you know who to call. You can email Courtney. Yeah, make me an offer. So... Josephine brings this toilet-soaked french fry to Penny's face, fully expecting her to be like, I can't eat that. And then she would have to admit, I just saw you dunking it in the toilet. And instead, Penny opens wide. But she's crying a little. Her face looks like terror. (laughs) She is crying a little. And I was crying watching it. And I honestly even hate talking about it. Let's move on. (laughs) She chews it up. And she's like, it's a French fry. Can I have another, please? (laughs) And so then the last test, Josephine says, Penny, I have opened up the front door. There is a clear, unobstructed path between you and the elevator. I want you to run full force as fast as you can Mm -hmm. towards the elevator. So she takes off running and then Josephine shuts the front door and she smashes right into it. (laughs) And then Josephine's like, yeah, I'll take the case. It's a game of chicken. Neither one of them is going to give in. Although I have to say, Josephine has the upper hand here because she's she's the expert. So she gets to abuse the crap out of Penny. I feel really bad for this Thomas kid. He's like fully invested in this treatment. And meanwhile, Josephine is putting Penny through like a crazy series of treatments that makes zero sense. Like she takes her running attached to a bike and Penny is, she is steadfast. She is not breaking. No, I think Josephine sees, wait a minute. I think Penny might be having some lady bit tingles for the mark. And so she takes them to a club and she's like, Thomas, 
we must have fun because when Penny hears us having fun, she's going to want to see us having fun. Mm. Josephine out here on this dance floor, grinding up, grinding her ass all against. And he's just like, okay, it's for Penny. Thomas is so awkward and he looks so uncomfortable and he looks like he has zero sexual interest in Josephine. <laughs> he, yes. I, mean, I mean, as far as he's concerned, this is a doctor and he's like, this is part of a treatment. I should not be enjoying this, but I'm sure he is. <laughs> Only Josephine will ever know. Well, Penny is sitting at the bar. She's pretending that she can't see Josephine grinding up on Thomas. And meanwhile, there's these this group of petty women that are just kind of just side eyeing Josephine like what a whore, you know. And so Penny is like, she used to be my best friend. And then I lost my sight. And then after the accident, she stole my fiance. She stole my fiance. So these these women are like, nah, not on our watch. Penny says, if I could only get some time I'm alone with him, you know, I might be able to get him back. And the women are like, leave it to us. These, this group of women, they corner Josephine in the bathroom. I don't know what they do with her, but all we know is that Josephine is MIA for almost the rest of the night. Penny gets to sit out at the steps of this beautiful hotel or whatever. And she's sitting out on the steps with Thomas and they're starting Uh to like connect a little bit. He's very sweet. He's very sweet. And she's like, hey, like, you know, you really don't have to pay for this. And he's like, I know, but I want to. And Thomas is like, oh, yeah, I just have to sell a couple stocks. And this is where Penny realizes that Thomas doesn't have the money. He's not as rich as they thought he was. He doesn't even own his company. He has 400 grand to his name and Mm -hmm. he has to borrow the other 100 grand from his blind grandmother. (laughs) Yes. And Penny's like, but that'll leave you with no money. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? Why would you do that for a stranger? Yeah, for a stranger. And he's like, you're not a stranger. You're Penny. This is kind of the first indication we have that Penny might have a soul because she looks really uncomfortable at the idea of just leaving this super sweet guy completely broke to win a bet. Penny goes back to Josephine's house that night. When Josephine comes home, Penny confesses to Josephine like, hey, like, I think we should call off the bet. We need to find a new mark. This is not okay." Josephine, you can tell Josephine doesn't really care that Thomas doesn't have the money. But what she does care is that Penny obviously has feelings for Thomas. And so Josephine is like, you know what? That's fine. If we're not going to make money the bet, then Thomas himself will be the bet. So essentially, the first one to sleep with Thomas, mm-hmm. that's who wins. Somebody has to nail this poor, clueless boy. Poor, sweet, sweet cinnamon roll. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of enticing, like cinnamon roll. With the sauce. <laughs> with the frosting. With the sauce on top. That creamy white frosting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Josephine has already made this. She's made this plan like literally in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. She brought the women from the bar right back with her. Yeah, because she charmed them. She said it took, you know, it took some time, but she was able to charm them to her side and essentially told them that Penny lied about the whole story that she told them about being blind and, you know, Josephine stealing her fiance. Yeah. And they're not happy. Real quick, uh, not important, but don't these women have kids or like jobs? Like, it's like they picked a vendetta and they're like, they are really invested in this whole like 
thing. Yeah, they're like, my life has stopped until I see this through. And I respect that. <laughs> Their kids are at home like, when's mommy coming home? And the babysitter is like, after justice has been served. After justice. So Josephine goes to Thomas and she is putting on the moves. And I mean, let's remember, this is Anne Hathaway. Just so, so beautiful, so graceful, so sexy. But Thomas is not, uh, he doesn't seem to be into it, or at least he doesn't seem to be accepting the hints. He's 100% the awkward virgin stereotype. Yes. And so he says, I think because of Penny, we should keep this relationship strictly professional. And so she takes off her robe. So she's just in this nightie and she's like, the moon is full. I love feeling the wind on my skin. And he's like, aren't you a little cold? <laughs> her nipples are like drilling holes through her <laughs> nightgown. And he's like, please put something on. <laughs> yes. And so she stands on the balcony. I don't know what floor they're on, but it's not the first floor. Right. She stands on the ledge of the balcony. He freaks out. He pulls her down, which makes her fall on top of him. And this mm-hmm. is essentially her tricking him into touching her because he's so... Mm-hmm scared to touch her and even with her kind of wrapped in his arms he's still kind of rejecting her yeah he's still kind of like all right now that you're safe balls of steel this man you know what until he's like wait dr scharfenberger before you leave he turns off the light yeah. And they're standing like inches away from each other. I know. I was bummed because I was like, oh, I thought I honestly thought he was rejecting her because he was into Penny. But the next day, Penny has survived the attack of the housewives. She makes her way to the hotel because she knows that Josephine never came home. And so she gets to Thomas's room mm-hmm. and then she sees the do not disturb sign on the door. There is a room service guy. She's like, dude, bro, waiter person, do you know Josephine whatever? And he's like, she's a very good customer. She tips well. Penny tips him and she's like, okay, was she here last night? And he's like, yes, she was here last night. And she's like, okay, when did she leave? And the guy goes, she hasn't left yet. Penny puts two and two together and she's kind of defeated. You know, she's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, I lost. Like, of course, Anne Hathaway is going to get it in. You know, of course, Anne Hathaway got dicked down. Like, what else do you expect? It wasn't a plot twist, right? Penny goes back to the house to pack up her bags and Thomas shows up. And he essentially says, hey, the tech company that brought me here, they're sending, they're flying me home today. I got to go. You know, I just wanted to come and tell you goodbye. And then he says, you know, I just want you to know that I paid Dr. Scharfenberg the money. So your treatment will continue even after I'm gone. So they ride together to the airport. It's like this private airport. Thomas offers for Penny to get on the plane with him. He's like, come with me. And she's like, no, like I can't. You could tell that Penny is... She feels terrible because Thomas gave up his entire life's savings, everything that he has for her. Mm -hmm. Like she knows that he got completely conned and he still doesn't know it. She feels so guilty. And so even though she likes him and she could tell that he likes her, she knows that she can't go with him. She's like, you don't even know me. She she tries to give him his five hundred thousand dollars back. Well, because that's all the money Penny has. Penny has five hundred grand to her name. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas by the way, Josephine has like $34 million in like assets and everything, but 
Penny tries to give him the money back and he won't take it. They sit there and try to send it back and forth, like Venmoing each other a half mil. Casual, total casual Sunday. Um, Eventually, Thomas is like, okay, fine, I'll take it. Like, thank you so much. She watches his plane take off, watching it go up, up, up into the air. Josephine comes rolling up in a cop car. She's wearing a bathrobe and she's like, you let him get away. Penny's like, oh, well, you know, you scammed him. And Josephine's like, no, you idiot. He scammed me. Josephine says, I went to his hotel room to seduce him. It wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't biting. And she's like, I was getting ready to leave. Then he turned the lights off. So I'm like, okay, Mm-hmm. It's working. He turned the lights off to do a PowerPoint presentation on his like new app idea. <laughs> he made her watch the PowerPoint. After the PowerPoint, she's like coming on to him. And he's like, I need you to take a shower first. Anyways, he bamboozled the hell out of Josephine. Penny's like, but he still gave you the $500,000. She goes, no, I invested in his app. I gave him $500,000. Did she give him the five hundred grand? just so that he would sleep with her and she could win the bet. I think that's what happened, right? Like Josephine's like, here's the here's money for your app. Like, please dick me down so I could win this. Yeah, he asked her to take a shower and then he just dipped while she was in the shower. He didn't even get any nookie. Like he could have gotten nookie, but... So here we go. They're standing out in the airport and they realize that they just gave this sweet honey bun a million dollars between both of them and he totally scammed the hell out of both of them and then penny's phone goes off penny's reading the text out loud and it basically says penny the only thing i didn't lie about was you but i've also noticed that con artists are the easiest to con yeah and my my nana passed the torch to me It was kind of a running thing the whole movie that Medusa was like a well-known con artist. Mm -hmm. Penny kept thinking Josephine was Medusa, but no, it was his grandmother. Thomas's grandmother was Medusa Mm -hmm. and she taught Thomas her ways and now he's a con artist and he just conned the con artist. I mean, it's like the Dexter of the con artist world, you know, where like Dexter was the serial killer who was killing other serial killers. I love that show. I love that show. I love the concept of like conning other con artists. Yeah. But what a thrill too. It's like you're a double agent. None of us saw it coming. I did not see this coming. Yeah. Well, listen, we played ourselves, right? We we invested into a man emotionally and we assumed he wasn't trash. It's our own fault. He was trash, but still, I kind of like him. (laughs) I don't think, obviously, there's no real victims as far as these characters go because they they're all trash so it's like who cares they are all trash right that is fair so penny goes back to josephine's house and she stays there for a couple of weeks and then penny's getting ready to leave she's moving on to bigger and brighter things Mm -hmm. she's moving on to different things yeah who knows who knows yeah and then who comes back with a group of american investors but Thomas himself, looking completely differently, by the way. He used to dress so humbly in like a little old like sweatshirt, hoodie, whatever. And now he's like dressed to the nines. He even has an earring. He has like, he looks like, you know what? To me, he looks like what every Florida man looks like. Yes. Overly tanned, white suit, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, the Hawaiian shirt, the white suit pants. Like he looks like every Florida man in my imagination. Thomas comes in and he's just like, hey. Hey, 
everybody. He's like, ladies, he's like, this is my friend, Oksana. She is the South African leader in like exotic animal trade and blah, blah, blah. Right. He is pretending to be a real estate agent representing this group of white women who want to create a wildlife reserve. The audacity of Thomas to come back after he conned these women out of a million dollars to come back and rope them into another one of his schemes, completely trusting that they would go along with it. And you know what? They do. They go Mm -hmm. along with it. Yeah. And then after the people are out of ear sight, they're like, listen, you're going to pay us back. You know, you're going to pay us back two million. And he's like fucking done. How could you ever trust other con artists? I don't know. I don't think you can. Do you know, dude, there was this, oh my God, there was this show that is fan freaking tastic. I think it was on Netflix. It's called The Imposters. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. It's essentially about this group of people that were all conned by a woman who like her whole scheme is getting people to fall in love with them. And then she like wipes out their accounts and disappears. It's two men and one woman who were all like, they're all still in love with this con woman, but she like disappeared with all their money and they join forces to find her. But in the process, they learn how to con. And it's just, it's such a good show. I think I did see that. It's so good. It's called The Imposters. But what sucks is that after the second season, it really flopped. And so it was canceled after the second season. But the first season was gold. It's a dark comedy, which is like, that's my niche. I love dark comedy. I I have a dark sense of humor. So like, this is just like, hilarious. I love this. I feel like our lives are dark comedies if we're being for real. Yeah. So essentially, our movie leaves us with Penny and Josephine and Thomas Mm -hmm. settling into their own little trio of con artists running scams together like a happy little family. Yeah, except his name is probably not really Thomas because, yeah, because he was there pretending to be that tech millionaire. So he took that tech millionaire's name because it was a real guy that he was pretending to be, which actually is such a better con if you're pretending to be an actual person that has a footprint and, you mm-hmm. know, no one knows what they look like, right? Ooh. I was really thinking about money laundering for a while and now I'm thinking con artists is probably, <laughs> like, easier. Hear me out. Um, how about neither? <laughs> how about we we stay in the straight and narrow because I can't do this podcast by myself. It will be uh, all about murder and no one will ever <laughs> tune in. <laughs> Aw, I'm going to make me cry. What? No, you're like, I couldn't do this without you. I'm like, I can't. You're the sparkle in the podcast. Sparkle. I'm a fucking ray of sunshine. You're a fucking ray of sunshine. <laughs> Anyways, that's where our movie leaves us. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.